1: I need you to say yes and commit to you. Because guess what, y'all? Their yes, when you call them up, their yes is really not to you, it's to themselves. That's it. They are giving themselves permission to say, I will do this. I say I want it. And I'm saying yes to me. Oh, and now I'm saying yes to you.
0: Thanks to Headspace for supporting my podcast. With nearly 60 million downloads, the Headspace app is the most science-backed mindfulness app in the world, proving that mindfulness really works. A study shows that just two weeks of Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. However, you're feeling try Headspace. It's at headspace.com/slash dreamjob and get one month free of their entire mindfulness library. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a good weekend. I had one of those weekends where I was feeling a little meh and I realized it's because sometimes I get in my own way. Sometimes things are going so well and then I notice a little bit later than I would have liked to notice that I've just started to compromise in ways I don't want to. Or I start to allow other people to sort of say things or do things and I'm not actually speaking up. Do you ever notice that? And it's subtle sometimes. Sometimes it's subtle. And then you go, wait a minute, why am I starting to feel anxious? Or why am I starting to feel upset? Or there's just this freedom that feels like it's been taken away. It's like, oh, right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like This is my life. And if something doesn't feel good, I get to say, oh, you know what? That's not feeling right And that's it. Doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And I talk so much about scarcity and abundance. And I talk so much about how we have to cosign that there is so much possibility in the world. And we have to cosign that there is, in fact, an infinite amount of potential possibilities and abundance and that we are abundance, right? Like each of us, like what we really are, not our ego, but our true self is, it's whole. It's, it's infinite, right? It's, it's a spark of the divine and Meanwhile, sometimes when I'm feeling uncomfortable with someone else, all of a sudden I have this false belief that I have to go along with X, Y, and Z because they might get upset or because this is the way it kind of has to go. And then eventually I could maybe have it more feel, you know, like it's the way I want it to be. And I'm like, wait a second, that's scarcity, right? That's scarcity mindset because There's always a way that this could feel better. Like you don't have to settle. You don't have to tolerate something that's just really making you feel small or making you feel disrespected. And it's sneaky, but I noticed that one of my like survival skills my whole life is like making sure everybody in the room is, is okay. And sometimes that's actually a gift And often I really care. I want to make sure that everyone feels really at ease and seen and loved. And there are times where I go so far overboard in that direction that I leave myself behind and I start to feel really off. And so I caught myself this weekend and I went, whoa, there are a couple things that I said yes to. There were a couple big things that I was sort of just saying, you know, shrugging off when no, no, no. In fact, there's something so much more expansive and beautiful that I actually would rather say yes to and thoughts become things. So we need to remember that whatever that other thing is that you really would rather it be, or you would desire it to be a certain way, like, yeah, let's say yes to that. And the sea will split. And somehow there's going to be something better, right? For the highest and best of all involved. So that's my little reminder to myself. I'm so happy because Natasha Hemingway is on the podcast today. And speaking of integrity, she is so, so inspirational. She's such a good person. She's such a powerful soul. And today's episode, you're going to get it all. You're going to feel totally uplifted and it's going to move you and you're also going to get strategy. Natasha is so brilliant. She's a sales coach. She's a consultant. She's a speaker and creator of heart, not hustle. She is your go-to coach when you want to learn how to make more money selling with heart and not hustle. She's there for you if you want to reach your sales goals with confidence, ease, and grace and to help you sell without being salesy or feeling inauthentic. I know that this really is a hot topic and it's, it's something a lot of people struggle with. So what Natasha is about to share with you is pure gold. You're probably going to want to rewind this and take notes. And not only is she so smart about how she sells from such a good place, from such a heart-centered place, but she has such a fiery energy and passion and conviction, it's impossible not to fall in love with her. So without further ado, please welcome the amazing Natasha Hemingway. Natasha. Hi. 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 You know that I love you, and it's been so fun to connect across the miles, and we leave each other these very sweet, heartfelt messages, and I just really adore you. It's very refreshing the way you show up in the world. You walk with so much grace. So much love just pours out of you, and you're so smart, too. On top of the kindness, there's the smartness. And this week, the students that are in this program called Abundant Ever After this week they had to sell for the first time at least in this program. And oh my gosh, like the things that come up and the way that we feel like we're doing something bad or it feels so slimy all of a sudden. And I'm you're just it's such a blessing that you can pour over us today because you are not somebody who has had to set down your integrity one bit. In fact, if yeah. anything, you've continued to walk more in your assignment, more in your mission, more obediently as a human in service and teaching other people how to sell. So how perfectly timed that you are here this week. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Okay, so a little bit of background first before we pour into all the things that you've been writing about, all the things that you've been teaching. Let's talk about the evolution of Natasha taking this seat. So what was the transformation that you had that got you to your own ahas that you're able to share now? Tell us about that journey.
1: Yeah, so I spent 16 years in corporate sales. I've done the sales side, the management side, and I always say this, you guys. When I come, I'm gonna give you all of me—the real, the hot, humble, open, transparent. That's what I operate from. I stole that from Mike Ty, but that's how I show up. So good. So you're gonna get the real. And so in being full transparency, in 2013, March of 2013, my husband and I lost our full term son. It was unexpected. Not planned. He was full term. I mean, it completely changed my entire life. And when that happened, I knew God was already pressing on my heart like something is changing and I'm supposed to be growing it. like there was stuff that like where I was in my corporate job, it was a lot of money. It was great, but I wasn't supposed to be there anymore, and I couldn't figure out like what that was. But I knew I needed to put myself around other women that were doing those things. So anyway, I was up for this promotion. Well, after my son died, we, I was actually in the process, excuse me, you in the corporate job that I was in, you had to have two years. So eight quarters, two years of hundred percent or better of hitting your quota, which means if they set a $50,000 quota per month, you have to hit that $50,000. If you drop below it, that's hundred percent or more. If you drop below it, that whole clock of eight quarters, two years starts over. We lost our son. We dropped team dip below. So we started over And by the way, if you lose your starting full term, if any other woman has been through this, then you know you do not get maternity leave. So I had to like take paid leave. I was out for like a week and a half, go back to work. So the clock restarts. So then we're going through this process again, growing, getting there, hitting. And then I was on track like while pursuing this to be the only African-American female senior territory sales manager across the country, across the division. So it was like a big, big deal for me. It wasn't just a promotion, but it was all of this happening in my life, this extreme loss and grief, um, which I've been through before because I mean, I was younger, but like my dad passed when I was two months old. My mom has lost her mom, both her parents, her freshman year in college. She's an only child. I'm an only child. You know, my mom gets breast cancer when she's in high school. When I'm in high school, she lost her mom too breast. Like, I know grief. Like, I know grief. I'm very familiar with it. But I've never experienced anything like that. And so in the process of grieving, going for this promotion, we also get pregnant again, like very quickly, okay? And so I'm grieving But also understanding that I have a responsibility to carry this new baby. Right. And how I show up matters. And there were times, Kathy, I had thoughts that just I knew they were not my thoughts where I'm like, okay, I need to get grief counseling because I I was just like, I don't want to even be on this earth anymore. Like literally I am like, how, how do I like get through? I'm just being very transparent. And if anybody else has lost, I don't want this to trigger anybody. Please know that it's coming from my heart so you can fully see me and me getting here because I don't think people share that enough and you just see where people are. And there was a time when I couldn't share you guys. I'll be honest. I was so broken and felt so like, my body let me down. I was responsible for all these things, but I knew at that time, once we got pregnant, it was honestly, it felt like, Oh my God, this is not the right time. (laughs) I don't want to deal with that. But it also felt like a blessing because it was the thing that propelled me forward to keep going, to say, I want to be on this earth. And like, as I live, I want to honor my son. And as I walk out my life, how I live my life matters. And it's not just about me, you know? And, It caused me to rethink everything of like how I show up and what I choose is my faith. Number one is everything. Y'all, I could not be here without God, without my faith. Please don't look at me and think I'm that great. It's honestly, I just know who I am and I know whose I am and I know who created me. And I said, God, give me light. Like, just show me step by step by step, like, because I can't see it. And so I finally got the promotion and then like a couple of months later, I end up getting pushed out of my job. I'm a very loyal person. I have very high work ethic, very integrity. Like, I've never gotten an HR violation, never gotten a write up, nothing. And I end up getting pushed out of my job. And it felt like, it felt like a death, honestly, again, yeah. because I've only worked for two companies eight years. Like, I'm loyal. I've got promoted in both. I serve, I mentored other people, you know, started things like the only, you know, African-American sales um, ERG group at the time, like I am big on like just giving my all and to feel like that was taken from me, it stripped me. And what I realized it was God literally pushing me out saying, this is over. I need you to go where I need you to go. And it was like this wake up because sometimes you guys, we know we're being tapped, tapped, whispered, and then you get kicked, right? You get your foot in the back because we ignore it, because we don't want to move because we're afraid. And to be honest, we think we have so much control and you don't (laughs) like you don't, but in our mind, our flesh, we want to like control things and hold on to stuff. And I knew it was God, like being like, that is over. And this is now. And when that happened, Y'all, I could not. I wasn't even on LinkedIn. I had worked at this job forever. I hadn't updated my resume in eight years. Like I was like, this is what I do. Like I sell is what I do. Is what I know. I have a biology degree background. Thought I want to go to medical school. Nope. And then I was like, this gives me my two passions: science and helping people and serving people. And so, as I was going through that, I knew God was like, no more, right? And my husband said, sometimes got, cause I had this like great plan. Cause at first y'all, let me tell you this too. You th- <laughs> think you arrived at stuff. And then God's like, Oh, that was just a season. Now go here. And you're like, huh? No, <laughs> wait, like all this time, all this effort. No, no, no. I don't want to move. No. And at first I started out health coaching. I'm a former gymnast. I started out health coaching. I was in the middle of getting my IIN certification, like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, yes. And when I was doing that on the side with my full-term job. Okay. And so I was like, prayed about it. I was like, okay, God, if you're telling me to go, I'm going to go. Prayed about it. And I was like, health coaching. He literally gave me three confirmations, 24 hours. Okay. We talked to our final planner. We're like, we're going to give this a year. We're going to give this a year. And I'm like, listen, I can still (laughs) catch up to a girl in a white t-shirt. I know strategy. I got work ethic, work ethic. Like, let's go right? I'm like head down, action plan, forecasting. Y'all get nine months in to that year, hardly any growth. And I was angry with God. I was like, you told me to come here. You gave me confirmation to leave me with nothing, no growth. And I was trying to go run back. I was telling my husband, I'm like, I'm just going to go back to medical device sales. I'm just going to do that thing. And he was like, no, you're not. He's like, why are you running back to something that he told you not to go to anymore? He's like, that hasn't changed. He said, we made a plan, sit, sit for the rep. We said a year, you're at nine months, sit. And y'all, when I tell you in December, the end of December, God answered. And that is what I call the beginning of like my introduction to surrender season. Like I'm talking about stripping of identity, ego, job, money, titles, nothing. Nothing. And I there was sometimes y'all I'd sit in this office and lay on my face and cry. And all I could do in supine position with my hands up be like, God, help. You know, how, like when you're just down and you don't even know the words to pray, like you don't even have them. Like I was just like that, like, help. And he gave me that word three times. And it came from one of my former like competitive gymnast friends. Like, God, I love how he connects things and he sends you people that you need in that point of your life. And she walked me through that season and I was telling her, I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm doing all this and da, 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 da. And she was like, you need to pray about it. And I was like, no, tell me what to do. Give me an idea. Like I'm a strategy. Like I'm a type a perfectionist. I'm a achiever. Like, let's go, let's figure it out. She's like, no, pray about it. And I was like, okay, I left, drove home that night. And the word that came over me was surrender. And I literally all out loud, I'm driving. I'm like, Surrender. I was like, I don't do surrender. Like, what is that? Like, surrender is like, I take my hands off. I'm not in control. I have no plan. What am I moving after? What am I doing? Like, how am I going to get there? Like, how do I achieve something? I'm doing nothing. And I had to release to receive. And when I released, I received. And I went into... A nine-month speaker, I got accepted into a nine-month speaker coaching program that December that I, y'all, wasn't qualified for, What didn't have a brand, didn't have a website. You had all this stuff because you're going to travel twice internationally to Canada. You need to have all this stuff, lead magnet. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I applied, got into it. And y'all, this was after we'd spent a year's worth of savings. And this was a five-figure investment. And back then, my husband used to be afraid of like big investments. And I remember that day when it came, that day when I got word of that program, normally I'll like run to my mom, run to my husband, like, like subconsciously sell them on it, right? So that they're like, yes, right? And as I got off that call that day, talking to that woman in Canada, and I didn't even call them, I literally prayed the whole day. And I said to God, I said, God, if this is a yes, I don't want to put my family through mess. I don't want to bring financial turmoil or anything. I was like, if this is for me, open the door. If it's not shut it, my desires are not greater than what you have for me at this point. I am open, surrendered, poured out. Whatever you have is what I want because I don't want my plans because clearly they ain't working. (laughs) And my husband, I talked to him about it. He goes, yeah, it makes sense. I can totally see you in that. And I was like, I literally fell to my knees. Y'all I waited till like, after I put my son to get bed, fell to my knees, I started crying. He's like, why are you crying? Like, I would think you'd be excited. Like you're crying. I was like, no, you have no idea. Like I prayed over this and I felt in my spirit. It was like my next place I'm supposed to go, but I know it's an investment and I don't want to take my family through all this financial ruin. Like, I don't want to be the damp, you know, that's a lot on me. And he was like, babe, he was like, now, now he was like, now's the time. And he said, I got you. And he's like, and more importantly, God's got you. Go. And I, I went, we invested, bootstrapping, took it out of our 401k, gave it, went, did it on my speaker coaching program. Then I was like, Okay, what am I supposed to do? God, and I would pray to God. I'm like, God, just show me the one show me the one to confirm that I'm where you want me to be. I'm where I'm supposed to be like all of that. And it would be one woman after I spoke and then she'd be in tears. And then it'd be like three, it'd be like five people in line and 10 people. And I would just be meeting these people and they'd be like, so how can I connect with you? Like, how can I work with you? And I'm like, I don't know, catch me in the next city. (laughs) All I'm doing is speaking. That's all he's told me to do. Right. And then I kept Feeling like in my spirit, I'm like, there's more, there's more. And I'm like, but I don't really want to go through any more discomfort of growing right now. (laughs) Like, right? (laughs) Kathy, I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. Can we just stay here for a moment and grow this? And then he was like, nope, more. And so prayed about it. And my husband's like, maybe it's like that thing they call like lifestyle coaching. And I'm like, what is that? (laughs) And he was like, I looked it up. He's like, I don't know, go Google it. And so he was like, I was like, oh, life coaching. I was like, nah, I don't think that's me. And then, so I was like, I need to be able to speak from a place of authenticity and from a place that I've been because then my heart is fully in it. And I was like, hmm, meaningful success coaching. God gave me that. And I was like, I'm going to help women go from career to calling and I'm going to give them the strategy. I'm going to give them the mindset I'm going to pour into them. And that's where I started. And it was literally helping women go from career to calling, helping them build the strategy, the mindset, because that's what I had to do. Right. And it's scary. It is scary. And then another friend spoke to me because then they would always ask me like, okay, that's great. Now, how do I sell it? And I'm like, I don't do that anymore. Been there, done that. Go work with a business coach. And then people would be like, well, they don't really teach sales or they don't really fully, they teach on like social media or, you know, like just, just little pieces. Now, they're like, I need to know how to sell. And I was like, sorry, I don't do it anymore. I did that. It's in my bio. Yeah, but I don't do that anymore. And one of my friends, she said, Hey, something's in been on my spirit. She was like, um, can I tell you something? And she said, I feel like I've been sitting with this. And she said, why are you... Holding women back from what you know you are good to do and called to do, like you're supposed to be teaching them how to sell. And I was like, <laughs> and I just cried. And she knew my story, and she was like, "You need to check your heart. That's a heart check. There's something that you're still holding on to of being let go and blah blah blah." And I sat, and then I remembered. I remember when my branding marketing manager, my first coach, they were like, "You really should teach sales. Like women need help in sales." I'm like, eh, "No." No, no, no. God just took me from that. I don't want to do that. I want to talk about that. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that anymore. And then I sat with it. I talked to my husband about it and I cried and I made the decision. And you know how you guys, when you're like on your journey and there's like a little trickle and then God tells you to go right and make it like a hard, maybe like jackknife turn back left. And then when you follow, it's like, there's a trickle of water on and it's it's providing right it's providing but you know there's more and there you want that abundance fully because truly i believe when you're selling you're really serving people i'll get into that later and i'm like i want to impact more women god more more and really men because i have male clients too and when i said yes to sales it was like the faucet went on and it was like whoosh and i was like this is what obedience gets you i always say it's not enough to surrender You also have to be willing to be obedient, right? When God calls you to something, you can surrender, but you gotta be obedient, even when it doesn't make sense, even when other people don't see it, when they don't agree with it, when you don't understand it, that requires faith in action, right? It requires not just believing, but you have to actually believe it and walk it, right? And so it was faith in action, and then that's where the fruit comes. So your fruit lies on the other side of your obedience. But a lot of times... We want things, but then we're not willing to sacrifice or be obedient or take the journey to receive the fruit. And it just doesn't work that way. And so that's how I got here. I mean,
0: who is just literally like brought to tears 14 times. I started taking notes because I was like, these lines you say, the way you say them, how you are, who you are, your vibration. You said, I, I forget who I am. It's whose I am. I love that line. I love when you said, God just show me the one. Then there'd be this one woman. Then be three women. I love that. Show me the one. I love when you said it's about career to calling. I was like, Kath, how did you never get that download? That is the best thing ever it's perfect and then when you said faith in action i could literally have just i could spout out 25 other things that you said um god bless you for showing up god bless you for answering the call god bless you for giving such legacy to that sweet baby boy in the way that you show up now in your life the courage the blessing that you are day in and day out it is no joke we are so gifted to be sitting here with you right now. It is just unbelievable. There's just so much in that. I mean, the amount of depth and bravery and generosity that you display, it's equal to like a thousand people. The amount that a thousand people maybe could muster is in one one person walking, walking with God in such a vigilant, intentional way. And I'm so blessed to just have you sitting here. It's unbelievable. So God, there's so much in that. We need to get into as much of it as we can. So let's go all the way to where we are now. So this friend comes along and says, hold up. I think you need to be teaching people how to sell. And I'm thinking, well, I knew that part of the story was coming somewhere because I know what you do, but I was already like, hang on. She's already got so much, so much that's so important. But then the cherry on the top is people do have a tremendous amount of confusion about money. And there's a tremendous amount of confusion and shame that does not need to be part of the story that denies us stepping Mm -hmm. forward, denies us serving other people. And so I am so grateful that your friend, that person came along and did share that with you. And you did answer that because in this space of making money, you are a light in the darkness, right? Because you're, you're so clear, your frequency, the energy, the way you speak the word Everyone gets it immediately that this is coming from a place that everybody wants to be because it's mm-hmm. called honesty, it's called love, it's called integrity. Yep. So I think we need to start there. When you said it, you you we quick you quickly said it, but you teach this, you said, Well, I actually do think selling is service. How yeah. do you help people redefine their relationship with sales? How can we start mm-hmm. to lean into it and completely change the way we've been thinking about it?
1: Yeah. I'll never forget when I started saying yes to sales, that meant changing my website, keynotes, branding, copy, everything. And I was like, I am really big on make the main thing, the main thing. And I didn't want to confuse people because sales is a lot. It is a lot. And then sales and marketing, they kind of run very close. They're very different, but they bump up against each other. And I remember talking to her and I was like, I want to teach people how to sell with heart, not hustle. And I was like, and there's a system to it. And actually, understanding how to have a sales process in a system. And the way, honestly, that it shifts first is working with people's mindset. I tell people all the time pass me, don't even pick me as your coach or your sales consultant for your small or medium sized business. I don't care if you think you're coming to me for scripts, because I am not that girl. Like, I'm not the person that's like the scripts, but it's literally the first part is your mindset, because people think it's so much about. What you say, how you say it, your pricing, all of this stuff, the product, is it the thing is that's in? And it's really not. It's three big things, sales pillars to success. It's communication, energy, and then the sales strategy or the sales process. Communication and energy fall in the mindset. Bucket. They drop there. And then the sales strategy falls in like under that sales process bucket. So the first thing is, is that it's your mindset. You, Y'all, we don't do anything absent from our mindset. So, the way you see sales, the way you see receiving money, the way you see asking something from someone, the way you see being honored or an exchange or a payment for what you do and your gifting and your calling is it. It is it. Every single thing starts from here. If you don't know and value yourself, again, how you were created, how you were uniquely gifted. I don't care if you're a photographer, there's 15 million of them, but nobody does what you do like you do. But a lot of times we get so distracted looking at everybody else. And when I used to talk about meaningful success, still do, the definition God gave me was creating and cultivating what matters to you most and brings you purpose and joy. The key is what matters to you most, not what your girlfriend over here is doing that you think is great. And I've kind of got that skill too and I should be able to go and do that. That's how we get distracted. And that's how you start shifting away from your identity and not knowing who you are. The minute that you are very clear on, I am an expert at this, this is how I serve people. This is how I show up for them. And I receive that money or that thing or that exchange and they receive back that gift we both are elevating. And so selling truly is serving. But if your mindset, it all starts with your mindset. And that I tell clients, y'all, I have clients that are multi million dollar clients, I'm not even joking, just finished a one-on-one coaching with one of them at the top of February. Amazing, brilliant woman. And I was like, and we're still going to go back to the basics and work on your mindset because I'm sure there's things there. And lo and behold, I just want to let y'all know, because I've worked with from beginning, beginning entrepreneurs, all the way to like people who have million dollar businesses, right? Small businesses, medium, size. it doesn't matter. It never fails. Everybody's struggling with the same things and you just have to reset. And that goes back to your mindset. You can't skip it. Can't skip it.
0: That is amazing. When you said nothing you do is separate from where your mindset is at. You're a hundred percent right. And I love the way you just, Took us all to church. I mean, we've all been to church now fifteen times today. Um,
1: so I can't help
0: it. <laughs> you, no, thank God. You you said receive, right? And you said then then you elevate both people. But that is so fascinating because so often when people come on the show, they talk about how one of the biggest issues for people is like the ability to receive. So often, yeah. especially women, but so often people are like, "Oh, I have no problem giving, but receiving." How? how is receiving something that is elevating? How is that a good thing? How is it good to know how to do that? And why is that serving somebody else? You said sales is, is, is serving. If you're yes. receiving from someone else, how is, that, how is that good? Especially when people walk around thinking that there's so much scarcity and we think mm-hmm. that people don't have any money and then we feel bad for taking. Oh. So how do we change that script in our head?
1: Right. Okay. So that's twofold. I'm going to go to the money part about, Let me just put a pin in this. Someone else's money business is not your business. So stay out of it, okay? People pay for what they value. They just do. And that's not for you to decide whether they can or cannot afford something. When they've come to you by that point, they need you. You are a solution to their problem. So how dare you make decisions for them by shrinking back and worried about money and pricing? Like, that's not your job. It's Your job is to hold them up here and help them step up. It's not to call them out, but to call them up into a place that they're not there yet because they need you. The other thing is backing up. Let's think about why it is necessary to receive, okay? Let's think about a practical level as a business. A business is the selling of goods or services, period. We cannot be in business and serve people and be a solution to their problem if we are not in business. Also, when we receive, you are also, there's requirements for that you are also called to steward it well, right? So when you are stewarding well, when you are giving, when you are serving in your community, it's not about you just receiving money and being greedy, but how can you also serve, give, you know, pour back into? So that receiving is a ripple, It really is. It's not you like, oh, I'm being greedy. I'm just taking. No, 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 no. When you receive, it's allowing you to pour back into your business so that you can show up and you have a business that is allowed to serve more people. But if you are not in business, we can't find you. You can't help me. I can't come to you for a service if you're not able to keep your business up, right? A business is selling of goods or services, period. And so we need the money. To be able to pour back in our businesses, to be able to live, right? We need our basic human needs, right? And to be able to give, give to your community or organizations, less people in need. There, It's so many ways. So your receiving is rippled. So it's not just about you, your gifting, your calling, your uniqueness, you being a solution to someone else. It's not about you. A gift is meant to be given. so Right. But the gift comes with a cost. The investments you've made, the time that you spent, that comes with a price, you guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Your wisdom, your expertise, you've invested into that. So there's an exchange and we know that when people pay for something that they need, they value it, right? And when they value it, they show up for it and they thrive, they thrive. So you, you're just a part of that piece. Every single one of us is a drop into that, that just radiates and ripples out tenfold and makes our world a better place. I always say this when no shade to the men, but when women when we get money in our hands, we do good things. Yeah, We do good things. We don't just take care of ourselves. We take care of our families. We give to our organizations. We give to our local community. I mean, I just received a text today where I won't go into it, but it was something that's giving and she reported back and she's like, now this young lady and her daughter, they have an apartment. We raised money for them to have rent paid for it. Now she's getting daycare. Now she's applying. Like she couldn't apply for the housing unless she had two pay stubs. Well, she couldn't have- a house, if she didn't have the pay, you know, she couldn't, um, excuse me, have the house without the job. Literally, she couldn't have the job without having an apartment. So what do we do? We went and we gave. I said, let's do it. We started GoFundMe. I tithe. I sewed into that. If my business is not making money, how can I sew into her? Now by me serving and me receiving for the gifting that I have, and, and, I, and I'm, I, I'm out of integrity, I'm only delivering on what I know I can do. Right. What I know I can deliver on, not what I say I can do and all these things, what I know I can deliver on in good faith that allows me to have the money to go and take that. And I'll, I'll give you guys what I said back to them in this group text when she gave us an update, I said, yes, praise God. I said, this is what happens when we give and show up for others. Mm-hmm. It matters and it changes someone else's life. And to be honest, didn't require much from us. Thanks for reaching out, caring enough to ask for the help and for the update. I said, I pray that you are blessed tenfold for your heart to give. I said this to this lady who's the business owner. She's the business owner. This, late, this girl was going to be an employee, right? I said, may we all in our drive to build, grow and scale, remember to serve and give to others always. And I said, I love you guys. Thank you for stepping up to the call that y'all, that is why you need to receive and you to honor and respect the gift that you have because it's not about you. It is not about you. That's period. so beautiful.
0: And I heard this quote that Mother Teresa said herself. She said, it takes a checkbook to change the world. You know, this is coming from a person who just didn't have anything but kindness, you know? And she just knew. It's so good. It's so good. such a good line. It's hers. And I love and when it's you- it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. And I, I'm thinking about what's going on in the world right now. I mean, we're on the, we all need to pray. I mean, we're on the doorsteps of what could be another, like- world war right and you yeah. just think about like yeah. how many seats you know people running countries are there women running those countries like and not to say there's not great men because they there have always been you know so much of what we've all gotten yeah. you know to see in the world there's been so many good men but there are differences and I just would love to see like 40% of the world run countries run by women, just to see how that might change things a little bit, right? And when yeah. when people are raising venture capital around the world and businesses are are changing hands in the market, how many of how many of the custodians of those dollars are are women? Not enough. Not not close to enough if the world's of the, the market of the world is run by a, by a female custodian. This conversation is incredible. Before we keep going, we're gonna thank our sponsor. Do you ever feel like your mind doesn't have an off switch or you constantly have tension in your body or you're tired no matter how much you sleep? That's just a few of the many ways stress and anxiety and sleeplessness can harm your mind and your body. This year, why not make small changes to your daily routine that have a big influence on your mental health and well-being? Start your year with Headspace. It's so common to say, I'm fine, when in reality, you might be feeling angry or sad or nerves. Headspace is scientifically proven to help you manage your feelings And your mental health. In fact, a recent study proved in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. So whether you want to relieve stress and anxiety, sleep better or improve your focus, Headspace is your everyday dose of mindfulness for real life. Meditation and mindfulness has been such an important part of my life. And I encourage everyone to at least give it a try because it really can do wonders for your energy and your mental state. I especially love their SOS mini meditations. It's so good for relieving stress. And I feel like I'm able to have a moment of peace during those days when things just get so hectic. And Headspace is perfect for dipping your toe into this practice, or if you're super busy, because they have five and 10-minute meditations that are really easy to fit into your schedule. So find some Headspace at headspace.com slash dreamjob and get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best offer Headspace has available. So go to headspace.com slash dreamjob today, headspace.com slash dreamjob. You said something so beautiful, which is call them up. Call them up. And when you were telling your story of transformation, you talked about going to your husband and saying, I don't want to put our, our family in any kind of financial situation that that's not for the best. And he said to you, you're going to go. And you said it was a five figure investment and look at the sunk costs and you, the way you invested in yourself made you show up for that, right. In such a big way. What a blessing that it wasn't $14 that it wasn't $100, that it was five figures because there was a level that it it called you up to, right? And I I want you to talk a little bit more about the calling them up because that is so what it's about, right? It's like, we need to rise to do this for them rather than, like you said, don't be in their business about how much was in their pockets. Let that be their decision. Let's talk about how we call people up. Um, What would you say is the sort of inner game The sort of knowing and alignment that allows you to step forward to call people up.
1: Man, this one right here is when you are in conversation with people or let's just say a sales call, right? I don't care if it's in person, on a Zoom, whatever. When you're in a sales conversation with somebody and they are coming to you because hello, when they come to you and they schedule a call, they've already said, I need you. We call those micro commitments. They've already said, yes, I need you. Yes, I'll schedule a call. Yes, this is my next step. So when they show up, they're needing you. They also are expecting you to lead them. Yeah. They're in a place where they're struggling with something. They see you as the guide. And this is what I tell my clients all the time. This is where it's critical to sell with confidence, ease and grace. You don't have to push people, you don't have to hustle people, you don't have to be out of integrity, but it is your job to hold them accountable to the growth And the intentions and the desires they say they want. And it is your job to find out what they want, why they need it. And then after that, you get to tell them how you are the best person to support them. Guess what? You guys would not follow Kathy if she didn't lead you from a place of conviction, confidence, grace, and ease. You wouldn't be here. If she was like, I don't really know, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure if this is the best thing. And, you know, I talk about abundance and belief, but I don't know if I really believe if her energy was coming off like that, you'd be like, nah, she yeah. can't really lead me. She might be kind of in the same place I am. I'm already struggling with that. Right. We go to people when we need help because we're saying, take my hand, like, I need you. That person is saying, I need you. So when you have the opportunity to lead them, How dare you let your insecurities and your things that you think about yourself stand in the way of supporting and helping that other person because they are, when I say this, call them up. For example, you're here. It doesn't mean you're above them. You're greater than them, but you're here. You've gotten to a certain level that you've got this expertise, this wisdom, you're firm in that it's your area. And they're here and they're like, I am struggling. And you're looking down and they're like, I'm struggling. I'm really having a hard time with this. And they are going to get scared, okay? Because they've probably tried a million different things. So when they come to you, they're like, help me. They're looking up at you, help me, right? And so their energy is already feeling like, I'm tired, I can't figure this out, I'm struggling. There's stuff, there's there's a gap, there's a gap. And so they're saying, help me, looking up at you, right? And you're looking down and you're like, I don't really know if I can help that literally y'all, your energy, when you communicate and articulate, if you are not stepping up and saying, I've got you, you don't have to say that word, but it's like, I see you. I've got you. You're basically grabbing that hand down and you're calling them up to literally, even if they physically have not arrived to that level where you are they're you're calling them up to stand on that platform with you to say, I see you. I got you, I know where you're going through and I'm gonna walk you through it. But the first thing I need is, I tell my clients all the time, I need your best yes, because I'm gonna give you my best yes. Don't don't get caught up in the greatness or the money, because I don't even talk about that kind of stuff, right? Oh, I made this much money and I don't even talk about it. Not that I think anything's wrong with it, it's just not me. But I'm like, don't get caught up in that because my greatness, what you see or the success comes because I give my clients their best yes, and they give me their best yes. And it does re- take time and require me to call them up. But if I don't call them up, guess what? They walk away and they sit in fear. Because people will come to you all day long, schedule strategy call. And i like, I need you. I'm struggling. I'm in pain. I da-da-da-da. And they're like, yes, I'm ready in that moment. And then they leave. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. What about the investment? The money? That They will talk themselves out of that. And y'all, that is the golden hour. That is the golden hour where you've got to call them up because you know where they are, but you've got to have the courage to say, uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I know what's happening and I'm not going to let that happen to you. I just did it on Friday with the girl that used to work with me at my old company. And she was like, yes, yes, yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. I need this. This is going to actually change my life in more than one way than just sales. And when we got to that point and she was like, yes, send the contract. Guess what? The next day she was like, oh, you know, I'm not closing on my house yet. And this." And she was going into it and it was just she, the fear. Yeah. Oh she yeah. The fear. Stuck. She was stuck. And I said to her, listen, you know, you need this. Here's what it could look like because I've been where she's been. I know her industry and I know her. And I was like, this is what it could look like. I told her, I said, I don't care about the money. I said, we'll figure that out. I will figure that out. And I know I do not discount my prices. That's not what I'm saying. But I said, we'll figure it out. I said, but the key is I need you to say yes and commit to you because you're, because guess what y'all, their yes, when you call them up, their yes is really not to you. It's to themselves.
0: That's
1: it. It's to, that is the first yes that they give is they are giving themselves permission to say, yes. Yeah. I will do this. I say, I want it. And I'm saying yes to me. Oh, and now Natasha. Oh, and now Kathy, I'm saying yes to you, you are who i chose, but y'all, if you do not lead people and this takes time to learn how to do this, and this is why I coach it, but it takes time to get to that competencies and grace to lead people. But if you don't lead people, you're leaving them. So you got to make it, make a decision to either lead or leave them.
0: What a blessing. I love when you said, I mean, everything you said, but I love when you said you're, you're not, you're not going to let your insecurities you know, keep you from being able to help this other person. That is just, that is really the, the thrust of everything that you just said is like, get out of your stuff and lead. And just so we're clear, this relates to anything you're selling. Like Natasha used to sell stuff in the medical space. She wasn't always selling coaching. I used, my first big sales business was selling music. I would write to TV shows and McDonald's ads. And I remember being asked, so there's one, this one Netflix show I was asked to write a theme song for. And I felt really intimidated And I remember I just had my baby and I thought, oh, that's a good excuse. I'll give myself uh, permission to say no to this assignment. I go, no, I just had a baby. And then I deleted I go, Kathy, don't you do that? You're going to show up and you're going to grow this month. You're going to do this. You know you can. And so I said, absolutely. Send over what you need. And they were going to send me a trailer. I was going to write a song to it. Why is that the same thing? Because they want to hear me say, I got you. I got this. Does it mean that the first pass is exactly what they need? It doesn't matter because what they're going to get from me is collaboration. I'm going to be invested till the end. Oh, no, no, no. I got you. You want less horns? You want more of this? Oh, you want to like faster tempo? I got you. I got you. I got you, right? So So they want, I remember asking this of Christy Wright and I want to go into this point of insecurity right now. But I remember asking Christy, how do you deal with that? You know, a lot of people struggle with, well, I don't have the confidence Natasha has. I don't have the confidence you have. She says, I have radical confidence like this because it's for them. It's the leadership for them to be generous. So she said, when well, people come to a book signing and they go, you think I should buy this book? I never go, well, I don't know. I mean, she goes, I do this. I say, here's the book. I want you to email this address when you're done reading it to tell me just how much this changed your life. Like she literally leans all the way in and goes, not only should you read it, you need to email me how it completely changed your life because yeah. I'm certain. She goes, you know why I do that? For them. You know what people need in this world? Someone to raise their hand and lead someone to say, Hey, this way we're going up this hill. I got it. I'll figure it out. Why? Do you know every turn on the hill? No. Are you willing to take the hill though? Yeah, you're
1: willing to. Come on, Kathy. You're
0: willing to do that. So, I yeah. want to ask you this because yesterday, with some of the people who are here in this program, Abundant Ever After, and we have to sell this week. That's our assignment. I said, What's coming up for you? What's coming up is, I don't feel ready to sell this. What if I'm not good at it? What if this? And I'm like, How is this helping the other person? But, but you are at a certain so, level of practice, right, in your craft. And you did say this is why you coach it. But let's just speak to this for a second. When somebody doesn't feel confident and they feel like a total fraud leading and showing up, how do you help them close that gap?
1: Yeah. Again, I go back to the mindset. I'm like, what is blocking you? From going there. Because if you say you built this business because you're passionate about what you do and you want to serve and help other people and you want to be a solution to your problem, what's missing? What's the gap? And usually they're like, I'm not prepared or I feel unworthy, blah, blah, blah. All it is, truth be told, it's your ego, right? Like you are so all up in yourself and your insecurities. And you're like, oh my God, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's like walking into a store of a business, and they're like, "I'm sorry, I'm having a horrible day. We cannot be open today. Oh, you need a dress for that opportunity. I'm sorry, we just can't. We're not, no like you're there to serve them. Like honestly, you guys, the, I'm telling you, when my clients radically grasp the yeah. fact that it is not about them and it is more about the person that they're called to sell, it's done. And you know what's so interesting with the insecurities? We can sell this shampoo, something else, like, oh my God, I love it. But the minute you move this product out and y'all had to go through this too, because I used to sell products for somebody else's company, medical device. And the minute I moved that product, I was like, oh, I'm selling me. Mm-hmm. I'm in front of this brand. Right. This is about me. That's where the work begins. You are going to have to work on yourself and it goes back to your ma- your, your mindset, but I Take my clients through something. It's called the fear to faith cycle. And it's really, God gave it to me in my darkness um, when I couldn't see the light. And I always say, in the cycle, it literally is mapped out as trademarked, the whole thing. But it starts with a life event. You need to go back. And I, this is why I have my clients do this the life event. What is the root? What is the thing that has been spoken over you, whether it was toxic language, an experience, or whatever? You better get to the root of it and figure out what it is because there's something underneath there that keeps triggering fear because the next thing in the cycle is it's life event fear. But you know how y'all, if you pull up a weed and then that weed just runs across the yard and you're like, what in the world? Like you got to get to the root to pull that thing out. And a lot of times we're running and we're going at this breakneck pace. And we think that like, we can just pick up positivity and um, belief from somebody else. No, you need to get and sit with yourself because you cannot tell me that you have this brilliance and you have this gifting and you don't want to serve people with it because you're worried about selling. Like you don't even need a lot to sell. I tell my clients, you know what you need? A product or service to sell, a way to take payment and a Zoom link or a phone or whatever,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: period. If you want to serve people, then go do it. And yes, y'all, I go way deeper when I'm teaching it. But when it's coming to insecurities, it literally goes back to you. And the problem is you're more concerned about yourself than you are the person that's in front of you saying, hey, I need you. And you have to go through the mindset work to shift it. Because the more you say there, the more you will not sell.
0: It's so good, Natasha. Okay, so the last question I'm going to ask you, because this is something you, you talk about, is how to talk to these people, to these leads without being salesy. Can you just give us, obviously scripts are not your jam and they wouldn't work at all. But in terms of sort of like language, in terms of sort of knowing where to sort of go, what direction you're headed so that when you speak, it's from the heart and you don't sound salesy. What's just a little guiding light you can give us around that?
1: Yeah. So the whole thing was sell with heart, not hustle. I want to be very transparent. It's not like, oh, gosh, I love my business. And like, yeah, you can love it. But I always say this passion does not equal profit. So we have to have a sales process and a sales strategy to actually get dollars and money. Right. So there's a strategy behind it. But selling with heart, not hustle, honestly, the root of it is What we've been talking about this whole time, it is the focus on that you are there to serve the person that's in front of you. And that knowing that that is your thing and you're good at it, because sometimes people talk about, I sell this and they really aren't like delivering on those things and you ruin relationships. Like, what's your thing that, you know, confidently that you're good at and that you love and that you want to serve people with, and it's serving and selling by putting them first. So for example, when you're on a sales call, you are actually leading by talking less. And the way that you're doing that is by asking the right questions. And the way that you're asking the right questions is you're actually engaged, intentional, right? And you're actually there because you care about them. If you're doing like, just for an example, like strategy calls. And so you, when you care about that person, how would you naturally talk to somebody who has a problem? What questions would you ask them? But it also comes with practice. I do understand that because that's why, I have, and I spontaneously role play all the time. I cannot help it with my clients. I'm like, I just do it. Even in my videos in the course, like I cannot help myself, but it's getting the language out. Y'all, that's what we do in corporate sales. You think they just pick people like, oh my gosh, they're great with sales. No, they get your butt in there. They train you on the product. You learn the knowledge and then you're going to practice it. You're going to, it's what we call role play. It's getting it out of your mouth, Mm -hmm. but it always always, always goes back to your desire to help serve, support and support the person that's in front of you. And that that. is hard versus the hustle is worrying about your bank account. Um, the lack of money in your bank account, how much you need them to say yes, how much you need them to buy into liking you or believing that you're great. It's like, that's where we get caught down wind tunnels, because they're not there for that. They've yeah. already decided you're the person. So you need to show up with the heart, not the hustle to sit, to get them to convert.
0: I love it. And I just want to add one thing, which is yeah. that you guys don't realize anyone who is really hearing these words, you have sold thousands of times without realizing it. Like you probably have told somebody more yeah. than once about your favorite Italian restaurant. And you've been like, oh my gosh, and there's these meatballs. And when you just put your fork in it, it and why does that sell? Because your enthusiasm in that moment, it's captivating. You're, you, it's My mouth is already watering thinking about it, right? You've sold movies. You've been like, oh my God, my favorite movie and blah, 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 blah. And have you seen this scene? And it? and then she cries, you have to watch it. It's so good, right? Yeah. That's what selling is, right? Selling is this contagious, it's overflow. That's what it is. And then you go to like, you. somebody just asked, how do I sell my jewelry? It's like, where can you remember like what you love about making it and what you love about it? And like, why then this person should be so excited.
1: I say this all the time. Sales is all around you all the time. It always is. And that's why I give my clients permission. If you don't love it, let it go. Let it go. Because that enthusiasm only comes from a place of when you really, really care about something and your heart is connected to it and you believe in it and you won't shut up about it and you want to serve people with it and see more people receive that. Yeah.
0: So, Natasha, just for fun, I'm going to throw an Im- this is like improvisation games. Okay. One of the questions somebody asks is how would you apply this to selling jewelry? And I just think it's fun to hear where you would go with that. Obviously, you don't sell jewelry, but just to show people how this applies and it's applicable. If you were holding an item in your hand, <laughs> it is a piece of jewelry. Riff on that.
1: What I, would you do? Where do you start? Okay. My product-based people, I feel like you're in an even easier position. Like you have a tangible product that somebody gets to touch, wear, share, show off. It's like, it's there. And jewelry, like there is such a story. If you make jewelry, I'm assuming this person makes jewelry. If you make jewelry, there is a story there. There's a creative process. There are so many ideas that you could have. Like to sell that, it's finding your people who appreciate the type of jewelry that you sell, What, like, for example, I ordered this jojoba oil that comes out of like London because a friend told me about it. Okay. Guess what? When I go to their website page, it's not fancy. It's well done. But their story of how they have a farm. And they hire women and they Uh, their ingredients and the story of her struggling with her face and her skin and how she could never find anything that was of integrity. And so she wanted to only get behind sourcing products that were integrity and actually uplifting other businesses by using their products to make her product, then hiring the women. I'm like, sign me up. Right. Story. But if you're making jewelry here's the key though, if you're just making jewelry because you're just making jewelry, huh? And you don't love it, that shows. But if you're making jewelry because you're passionate about it and every piece that you make is it it it, it comes with love. It's thought out. What's the process? Give people eyes and windows to the journey of the process. What does it look like? Because we have no clue. We have no clue what it makes means to make jury. You've got to sell the process and the story to make people fall in love, your people, fall in love with the process and be committed to not only buying your jury, but actually relationally selling by telling other people about your jury and selling it for you. It is I want to talk. I want to give this person ideas. I'm like, and then you have so many unique things that you can do with your clients and giving them experiences where they get to be part of creating your next pieces. I mean, like I, y'all, there's this ring that I bought. We go to this one Island every year as adults, my husband and I alone, we have taken our son, our second son, which by the way, I did have our second son. He's seven, but we have taken him before my mom, but we usually go every year by ourselves. And there is an artist and she makes like druzy stones. Y'all, I looked at this thing. She was, and literally, I looked at this ring and I'm like, I want it. My husband's like, I bet you do. (laughs) You better come out of there, sis. Get on out of there. No. And then I'm like, nope, I'm going to look this woman up. I'm going to see, like, I'm in love with this ring. Still have it to this day. I look this woman up her story, her journey that really didn't have anything to do with jewelry. It was just her telling her story of how she got there and then the value of her product. And I'm like, now I understand why the jewelry, this stone is as expensive as it is because she takes the time, the care to source the stones. She goes, she gives you the behind the scenes. And I'm like, sold. That is a piece that I'm going to have forever. And still to this day, I have it, have it, bought it after we had, Bought it um, after we had our second son, still have the song and it's gorgeous. And I get complimented on it all the time. And I tell people about it all the time. That was because I saw it. Yeah, I loved it, but I fell in love and got sold from her story and how she runs her business. And think about this, you guys, we are in a season and a time where people are conscious buyers. They want to know your story. Think about it when we were growing up. I'll age myself. I'm older. But when we were growing up, like you didn't know who owned Coca-Cola or who owned it. You didn't care about that. But now people want to know. Who are the founders? Yeah. Who's feeding into it? What are their ethics? What are their values? Uh, what do they get behind? 100%. Are conscious buyers, they want to know the story. They want to know, is it ethically sourced? They want to know, do you supply, do you fund a percentage of it? this people are tied to that. And that is why people buy from people and businesses and will champion. Girl, be your own champion for your jewelry and your passion behind it and open up the doors for people to see it and watch that thing fly. Like watch it fly.
0: It's unbelievable. I mean, you can tell that you are just buzzing with this. It is in you. It is electricity. Oh, it is wow, love I because I could throw anything at you and you'd be like, oh my gosh, like Let's sell it. I wish that was my jam. Like that's even easier to sell, right? Like it's the levels that you just peeled back. You just blessed everybody. Tell out, uh, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can sign up to be a part of everything you're
1: doing so that we can follow you. Okay. So the go-to place is mainly Instagram website everything you guys is natashahemingway2ms.com and y'all I'm, i literally make the main thing the main thing it's either one-on-one coaching or it's hello clients hello cash which is a trademark it's my sales course you have the one where you can just do like basic which is just straight education and you don't get me you don't get bothered with anything and you can just go at your own pace and yeah. you do that basic which is at a completely different price Or you can do premium, which allows you to have like live coaching, hot seat coaching with me. You're part of the community. I bring in guest experts because I stay in my lane. So I bring in business guest experts, people who talk about accounting, finances, mindset. We just walk through how to do your one-year business plan and how to get to your pricing. All of that is in Hello Clients, Hello Cash. And for Kathy's community, we are running a code. got to remember all this. It's Kathy 300. So it gives you $300 off of the premium level. So nice. Yes, it gives you $300 off the premium level and it's just natashahemingway.com backslash hello or you can do natashahemingway.com hello-clients- It's all gonna be there in the show notes. And then also too, it's like our free gift to you guys. This will be in the show notes because the link is too long. I'm going to be honest, but I can put it in there. But we're giving you guys the first module of Hello Clients, Hello Cash That's for so free. nice. And it's my, and y'all It's my favorite one. It's mindset reset on sales. So y'all are in sales this week. So it's about to straight wreck your little brain, (laughs) match you up, get you ready so that you can go implement what Kathy is telling you to do. And that's free. You just get to experience it. You don't owe us anything. And then you have your Kathy 300 code.
0: You are the best. And I'm going to share this far and wide with my whole audience. I adore you. Everyone who knows you loves you instantly. And, um, I just could have talked to you for the rest of time, just like this. Cause it's such a blessing. Thank you. And, um, I just hope, you know, when you go to sleep and you hit it, your head on the pillow, I hope, you know, really, and truly the ripple effects of you showing up in the world. It's amazing.
1: I do. Y'all. And this is the way I see it is like, you guys, the way that Kathy is loving or affirming me, guess what? There are so many other people that think the same about you. Mm, thank there are you. So many people, y'all. I'm no different than you. I, I am just a woman who's passionate about what she does and loves somebody. Like, like I love what I do and I want to serve people. But I just want you to know that, like, there's no time that you arrive to this, or you you just have to believe it now. And honestly, I feel like that is gratitude loving yourself for who you are and your gifting and where you are right now and figuring out how you can take that serve you know build your business so that you can give serve pour into more right like that's what we get to do so y'all don't don't get distracted and don't get caught up looking at other people whether it's me or kathy like yeah we're just here doing it right but we are just like you we are arm and arm shoulder we're just leading you in our area of expertise that you might not be but Thank you, you guys, for being here, for showing up. Kathy, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Because of you, other women are breaking through. They're breaking free. Your confidence and your assurance of who you are and whose you are That's why we connect so well. That's why this happened literally divinely in DMs is because of that. And if I can just say, I hope that you are blessed tenfold for how much you give and never let anything or anybody come in and taint that because who you are and what you do, it has impact, it has purpose and it's meant to serve so many other people. So thank you for being who you are and for showing up how you do in this very, very, very noisy, noisy world and always humbling yourself to like be of service. And because you are of service, we get to receive. Thank you so so
0: much. I receive it. It is like medicine that is so generous and um, I adore you to be continued. Thank you for coming. Love you guys. Oh my goodness. How incredible is she? Okay. Here are the takeaways. Number one, surrender, release to receive. It requires faith in action. Number two, when you're selling, you're really serving. Number three, receiving money from your client elevates both you and them because they're receiving back that gift. It's an exchange. Number four, it all starts with mindset. We don't do anything absent from our mindset. Number five, meaningful success is creating and cultivating what matters to you most and brings you purpose and joy. Number six, the first thing you tell your clients is I need your best yes, because I'm going to give you my best yes. When you call them up, they finally have permission to say yes to themselves. If you don't lead people, you're leaving them. Number seven, be your own champion for your product or service and put your passion behind it. Open the doors for people to see it and then watch that thing fly. Thank you so much for being here. I I know that you're totally swamped. I know that life is throwing you a million things and it means so much that you're here. Thank you for being here. If you haven't yet subscribed to the Apple Podcasts or followed us on Spotify, please go ahead and do that. I'm going to be continuing to give away some of my favorite things every month. All you have to do is three quick things. Subscribe to the podcast. Costs nothing, takes a second. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And then do a post about the podcast on your Instagram and tag me. You do that, you get thrown into the raffle. We're giving away Avia Nation sweatshirt. We're giving away Golden Goose sneakers. We've got some beautiful things we're giving away. And it's not even a sponsored thing. I'm just doing it because I love you and I want to say thank you. And subscribing and leaving a review and posting out the podcast takes you all of like two minutes And it helps us tremendously. So if you feel it in your heart, please go ahead and do it. And if this podcast helped you, and if this podcast you think would inspire one of your friends, then send a text, send an email, because Natasha is just truly mind-blowing. And I think everybody needs to hear her words. Thank you for being a part of this mission, truly. Like, thank you for caring about what I'm doing. Thank you for caring about this movement. We are just so blown away. I started this five years ago with zero. I didn't have an Instagram account. I didn't have any listeners. And now we're at almost 30 million downloads. So thank you. Thank you so much. And if you do post about the show, please tag me at kathy.heller so I can put you into the raffle. And you can tag Natasha. She's at Natasha Hemingway. She's going to love seeing that you guys got so much out of the conversation. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine. I'll talk to you again Thursday.